everybody, what is up, and welcome in to Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin, and with me today is Cameron. Hello. Still, still not used to the one name, like the first name only. It still sounds weird to me. Well, today we're discussing a one name movie. That That is true. We a are classic. We are talking about Scarface. The super influential Scarface. Features Al Pacino and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, directed by Brian De Palma. Why don't you why don't you take us away? Take this away because I know this was one that you were <laughs> this you is, were excited to do. I was excited to talk about Scarface because Scarface is one of my favorite movies. I'll I'll come in as of all needed. Time. But I want you, I want to clear out. I want to let you just <laughs> This is this is your James Harden game. So, uh no, it's not my James Harden game. But just I 40 just shot attempts. To, so it's on Amazon Prime. And uh we all know Scarface. We know its influence in hip hop culture and everything. We all seen those the posters but i just feel like it's falling to the wayside recently and How so it because you just don't see it anymore you don't see any more appreciation for this beautiful beautiful film about the triumph of an immigrant and cocaine wonderful wonderful cocaine. wonderful um so the scarface is the story of tony montana a cuban uh refugee who is thrust into the dream of america um the american dream if you will uh yes yeah uh, <laughs> dream of america <laughs> starts out starts out as a dishwasher and works his way up to the kingpin of cocaine <laughs> it's a it's a <laughs> average story it's a real rags to riches story um and really it just makes you want to become a drug kingpin like it, I get it. You, this is the thing behind it. It like, may make you want to be a drug king. No, I don't everyone. Know if- this is why everyone had the posters, and this is why it's so influential in rap and everything. Is because you watch this movie and you're like, I could do this. I could definitely, I could probably kill a dissident who, who you know, maybe was like a political revolutionary. Yeah, I'd probably take him out, and then. I could, you know, be a smart ass to a to a underling of a of a drug lord somewhere in Miami and and him try to set me up to get killed with some Colombians because I have a really irrational hatred of Colombians. Uh and then um this is all me just basically describing the plot. I don't, I don't care. I love Colombians. Um but Scarface. <laughs> Scarface for some is reason not. really well, maybe they have something with Cuba back then. I don't know. 1983. Cuba, Colombia, they might have hated each other. Oh yeah, like big time. I don't know for sure. That's between them. And, okay, and Jesus. But <laughs> you really sit there. You watch this movie. You're like, I could survive that. Yeah, no, I could do that. I'd kill a dude in the middle of the street. Chainsaw? Yeah. No problem. I'd watch my friend get chainsawed to death. <laughs> Shake it off. Let's- That's all right. Like we came over here. We. We triumphed. We got our green cards together and everything after we totally killed that political dissident in that uh, freeway camp. Um, and then, uh, you know, your best friend Manny is chilling out in the car uh, trying to get some tail while your other friend is getting chainsawed to death and you're having to watch. Uh, so if that was me and you. Sorry. How long do you wait for you, buddy, before you go back into like. Do you like? Is there any morning, or is it like, hey, we gotta, we gotta no, keep moving? It's just like Scarface. Okay, he, he's like, Chico, get the coke. Manny, 
get out. He chases the dude down, shoots him down in the middle of the street, gets the coke, gets the money, hits up Frank, is like, I've got the money and the coke. Totally surprising the, at the time, not known to be an FBI informant, Sosa, Sousa, I think it is, his name is. The guy who's, if you've seen it, which I hope you have, but if you, he's the guy when you do watch it, he's like, okay, Mr. Big Time, mm-hmm. you want to play big? Okay, 10,000 key or two keys, whatever he says. Um, and then send Scarface on this mission that goes awry to get the cocaine, for which Scarface gets the cocaine and gets the money and totally surprises Frank, the drug dealer or the drug kingpin. He's like, whoa, this guy's legit. Works his way into this organization, becomes the top dog, top earner, which you're like, wow, yeah, I could do that too. I could totally impress Frank. Totally keep the coke and the money. Get my own little business. Start, you know, running drugs for Frank. Doing all that. Now there's some things that you want to do different. And this is why I say this is a really great, like, how-to and why you should become a drug kingpin. Okay. Because you really get to see where the flaws are and where you can make the right choice. Like where he starts to kind of piss off Frank and Frank tries to have Scarface killed (laughs) slash Tony Montana. Um, And, you know, maybe you could not piss off Frank, secretly take him out. You don't have to get almost shot to death in a club by two murder assassin twins with submachine guns. Um, yeah, you're trying to avoid that. You don't want it. Yeah, maybe you send the murder assassin twins with the submachine guns after Frank. Because at that point, he kind of has that power. And like he's starting to split off from Frank. Right, he's getting a little bigger, getting, getting a, little a little bigger. Like he's getting more direct connections. I want the world. Yeah, exactly. The world is yours, all that stuff. Well, once he takes out Frank, too. Um, But, I mean, it's just, it's a really great immigrant story. And it's something that you can really watch and be like, yeah. I mean, granted, he's a criminal and everything, and it really feeds into some (laughs) stereotypes. And you have an Italian-American man playing a Cuban (laughs) immigrant. But, you know, it really... But whatever, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. But... (laughs) That's kind of the worst part of it is you have an Italian American playing a Cuban immigrant. He's not just playing a Cuban immigrant. He's putting on a a fake accent. He's going about as far overboard as you can possibly go. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And it's it's funny because this was like people obviously Al Pacino is one of the greatest actors ever, but like this is one of those performances where it's like is he? Is he just a lot of screaming and yelling and like going crazy? Like, no. Like the no. performance has won people over over the years. No, there's some pretty good goddamn scenes here. Like the part where Frank uh, is like big. When he's going to basically kill Frank after he's survived the attack. Right. From the Diaz brothers. I think it's the Diaz brothers. Machine gun twins. Yeah. When he survives that attack, he comes in and that whole scene where he's like, you know what a hasa is, Frank? And he's like throwing all the shit that Frank taught him in Frank's face before he kills him, and Frank's like begging for his life and shit. That stuff's hardcore. 
the whole scene of him like watching his friend get like chainsawed to death in front of him as it when he tries to like bury his face in the shower curtain mm-hmm. like Pacino's awareness in that scene to like get behind the shower curtain and like try to like kind of shield himself not only from the blood but from having to watch his watch his friend get chainsawed I it's, like, it's subtle things like that do you think that's a Pacino choice or do you think that's a De Palma do you think mm-hmm. BDP was like hey probably but I think it's both like I feel like it's the actor's obviously going to be making the movements and all that doing the right, little things kinda, and stuff. Yeah. Um and there's just subtlety. He does go a little out there, but he's not full scent of a woman devil's advocate Al Pacino yet. Like no. the part where he guns down the Colombian coke dealer in the beginning, he's like you die and then shoots him in the head. It's not like you die. Oh, you know, it's not like outlandish Al Pacino bullshit. Uh, I think Al Pacino does a really great job. Manny, his best friend, is really good, too. Mm-hmm. The worst are, like, Frank and Gina. Gina, his sister, is just the worst character in movie history. Um, and there's that weird sex, sexual tension thing at the end. Like, the last 20 minutes of this movie, if you take it out, it's literally like, yeah, let's be a drug dealer. It's going to be awesome. But when you account, what, what happens in the last twenty minutes? So that would make his you not sister be... comes at him and is like, "Okay." After killing his best friend, because his best friend got married to his sister behind his back, he kills his best friend. His sister's like, "You don't want anyone to have me, so you want to fuck me, Tony?" It's a weird incest thing. And then his sister gets blasted to death by uh, a like militia that's now invading his house. He gets blown to smithereens it's a rough tough l yeah he definitely gets shot a lot he's loaded up on all the cocaine humanly possible that you could do yeah that's that that shot he's got the table the desk of cocaine uh that yeah that he 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 just buries his face into it like two or three times and it's like he's not like by the second time you're probably dead like i I don't if you're not scarface yeah yeah so but it's really just the glorification of drugs and violence and everything really makes it look so easy and just like i could do this too and you really think like yeah i could be a drug kingpin and i could take over the crime world and really like you just want to run your head through a wall and be like fuck yeah i'm the new scarface i'm scarface you know and then you watch the last 20 minutes you're like ooh, don't know if i want to do that but if you play scarface the video game you find out that he survived all that and he has to come back and take everything back over. Did you know this? I knew there was a video game. I didn't realize oh, it was you survived. Scarface the video game is literally you turn around. Like the last dude comes in who shoots him in the back and like has the fatal shot. Right. You turn around and kill that dude. You've still been shot. You've still done all this cocaine and everything. And then you escape through like a boat in your little boat lair. Like you shoot your You're way. Just, okay, you shoot you your way shoot out. Your way out. And you go through the entire Scarface mansion, shooting your way out. You get out, and then you and gotta like start from scratch. And that's how it starts. You're yeah. You're huh. like the mo- The game starts with the end of the movie, and then you build yourself up again and become Scarface again. PS3 or yeah, I believe it was PS3. Huh. Yeah, it's basically GTA Vice City. That's pretty much what it sounds like. That's, yeah. Huh. But that's Scarface a- is just a wonderful, beautiful movie. 
that really glorifies all the wrong things in all the right ways. Well, I've got I've, on that note, I've got some Scarface trivia for you. Sock it to me. Yeah, let me know if you've heard these. When Scarface was re-released in theaters in 2003, the studio wanted Brian De Palma to change the soundtrack so that rap songs inspired by the movie could be used in the movie. That would be terrible. De Palma refused. I would, yeah. The soundtrack of this movie is perfect, by the way. I didn't even talk about that. Like, push it to the limit. <laughs> uh, if you put anything else in that scene, you deserve to burn in hell for eternity. <laughs> 2003, what do you think it would have been? Oh, oh, at that point, you have a ton of Jay-Z. Uh, a lot of... Southern, like probably Trick Daddy. Do you think he would have gone like contemporary to 2003 or because he could go back and do some of the old like Wu-Tang or Ghostface Killer or any of those? Well, no, they were still like, uh, I think Wu-Tang Forever comes out in 99, or like 2000. Uh, No, 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 no. Wu-Tang Forever is 98. And then, oh, fuck. What is it after that? It's the one with. Uh, pinky ring, <laughs> Uzi, pinky ring shit, shit. The W I think is two thousand two at least though. Uh, which yeah, you definitely have the Wu Tang Clan on there. You could have Scarface from Ghetto Boys. Just literally have literally yeah. have Scarface from Ghetto Boys. Um, so it goes Wu Tang Forever, the W Iron Flag, Eight Diagrams, and a Better Tomorrow. Iron Flag, I think, is what I'm thinking of with pinky ring on it. Wu Tang Forever's ninety eight? Ninety seven. And then what was it after that? Yeah, pinky ring is that one. Wu Tang Forever ninety seven, the W two thousand, Iron Flag two thousand one. Okay, yeah. Iron Flag two thousand one. So okay, so you're Jay Z Gravel Pit is on uh, the W. Check out my gravel pit. Underrated song. Would that be that wouldn't be on your Scarface soundtrack though? Uh, Gravel Pit. Just in general, like any of those. Any? No. Well, yeah, no, no. Wu Tang would, but I don't. It's hard to think. It'd be pretty jarring. Like, it would be absolutely jarring and stupid because, like I said, the push to the limit scene is great. Uh, flash, flash with the yayo, yeah. Like those little stupid, random, not even one hit wonders eighty eighties disco songs. Just songs, yeah. Like basically, they didn't want to spend the money on the music so they just grabbed like random cheap things that they could yeah find. and then push it to the limit ended up pairing with the greatest montage known to man <laughs> like i believe he buys a tiger he definitely buys a car gets all the money in the world at that point he's taken frank oh yeah he kills frank takes his girlfriend too like like frank has a wife he kills frank basically just shows up and is like you're mine now she's like okay cool whatever all you drug kingpins are the same yeah pretty much and you're like okay i guess i'm all right with this a lot of problems with this movie but at the same time it's fantastic so tony montana uses the word yayo as slang for cocaine al pacino learned the word while learning his cuban accent and ad-libbed it during the chainsaw scene Brian De Palma liked it so much that he encouraged him to keep using it throughout the filming. Okay, that makes sense. To stay in character, Al Pacino asked director of photography John Alonzo to speak to him in Spanish only. Wow. So, so a little method. 
Uh, in the scene where Tony's in the bathtub. Even though there's like barely any Spanish at all. There's no Spanish, I think. That hey, is maybe it kept it, like if it kept him Star in character. Face. I think Manny's the only one that speaks Spanish. In the scene where Tony is in the bathtub watching TV, he says to Manny, look at them pelicans fly. Fly, pelicans fly. This line was what Al Pacino practiced with a language coach to get the Cuban accent right, even though it's clearly <laughs> not pelicans. Or it's it's clearly flamingos, I think, yeah. is one of it. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah, they're flamingos. And they're like, look at the pelican. Fly, pelican, fly. <laughs> that scene is fantastic. That also the perfect. So most people who may be young listening to this won't know this, but the perfect end to a first tape slash disc ever. <laughs> like it's the bathtub scene. Right. Where he says, okay, say goodnight to the bad guy. You know, all that. No, 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 no. That's the dinner scene. Oh, fuck. I forget how he ends the bathtub oh. scene. Why can't I remember the bathtub You're scene? You were cooking, too. I know. It's like the best scene. But anyways, that bathtub scene is where the first tape slash disc used to end. Like if you had the VHS or the DVD when it first came out. And then mm-hmm. you had to flip the DVD over or right. put the second tape in to watch the second half. And that was, oh, that was like the best the best way to end it, yeah. Really, it was quintessential. Although Tony Montana is supposed to be Cuban, making his first language Spanish, he only speaks one line of Spanish in the movie. God, I can't even think of the Spanish he speaks. It's that one line. So Al Pacino was like, hey, talk to me in Spanish this whole filming process. Yeah. That's commitment. Then just one line. One line. Did you know Scarface was actually one of Al Capone's nicknames? Yes, yeah. No, that's where it comes from. Actually... There was a box set. There's a movie called Scarface that's about Al Capone. And there was a special edition box set of this that I used to have that came with Scarface. The Al Capone movie came with the two disc Blu-ray <laughs> or a two disc DVD set of this. And also came with like a packet of pictures like a, stills. From a gold plated gun. No, a Tony Montana money clip that I used to have when I maybe sold illicit substances in high school <laughs> that I would use for the money that I gained from oh, selling those illicit so substances. Cool too. I and actually you. broke because I put too much money in that clip. And I, I was like, that's fine. That's I can live okay. with this. I put too much drug money in the Tony Montana clip According and it broke. to AMC's this makes sense. DVD it's right TV. There. It, it's yeah it's a big set it's a really it's, it's one of those classic big dvd box sets it, like there's no way you could possibly fit it on your shelf it, well i kind of have looks weird though with all the normal sized dvds eh, it works so according to amc's dvd tv much more movie airing Cher loved this movie what lucille ball went to the premiere with her family and hated it because of the graphic violence and foul language that makes sense dustin hoffman reportedly fell asleep what? Writers Kurt Vonnegut Jr. and John Irving were among those who allegedly walked out in disgust during the chainsaw scene. And who in the middle of the film, Kurt Vonnegut at the <laughs> in the middle of the film, Martin Scorsese turned to producer Stephen Bauer and told him, you guys are great, but be prepared because they're going to hate it in Hollywood because it's about them. Oh, OK. Do you want to guess what the body count is? Uh, It's like 13 uh no oh shit i'm not thinking about the end it's like what 25 32 
Oh, 42. Yeah, I was in, I was forgetting about how many people die in the end. And uh, do you know who was originally up for the part of Elvira? It's uh, Tony Montana's, I guess, taken property girlfriend, originally who? played by Michelle Pfeiffer, was Glenn Close. Glenn Close? Glenn Close. What? No. That would have been terrible. Michelle Pfeiffer's per like so I think this is like the introduction to Michelle Pfeiffer first off. Yeah, Al Pacino wanted Glenn Close to play Elvira, but the producers didn't think she was sexy enough. Yeah, Michelle oh well, I'm not gonna say Glenn Close wasn't sexy enough. I just maybe Glenn Close was it as sexy as Michelle Pfeiffer for sure. Um but yeah, no, Michelle Pfeiffer it's pretty ridiculous. This is the first movie to feature over 400 F-words. Yeah. It's got a lot of fuck in it. And do you want to know what Al Pacino based his perf- performance on? Sorry, I stumbled there. What he based his performance on? What? He used Meryl Streep's portrayal of an immigrant in Sophie's Choice as inspiration for Tony Montana. Wow. Okay. Because he has to make some hard choices. I have one more. <laughs> And this one is absolutely insane. What is so this? Tell me if you've heard this, okay? The cocaine was real. What? They were just doing cocaine on the set. They had small amounts of cocaine with other like stage props to, to spruce it up and to make it look like so much. No. No, they didn't. That was I, a lie. Okay. I wanted to see okay. if I could slip it yeah. past you. Because filmmaking in the 80s, like I would have believed pretty much anything. Yeah. But also, like I can't. I can't imagine that. They're just let. Like <laughs> slipping some coke in. Here hey. you go. You know, someone has a heart murmur that they don't know about. And, oh, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do 15 takes. Whoa, how much coke did you do? He just did a bump, but he had a heart issue. So um, that was it. Collect so, the insurance. Bring in the understudy. Do they have understudies in film? In, they just go hire another actor. What do you mean understudy? <laughs> You think they're sitting in their trailer learning lines? <laughs> like, with, <laughs> hey, pal, you want to come run lines with no, me? Well, wouldn't that make more sense? Like, per se, back when we had to worry more about actors kind of having really bad drug issues and stuff. Like, I feel like that's not. Too- no, because, like, you just have cue cards or you read the script before you go in and do your lines. But yeah. How many times have you heard, like, oh, this line is completely different than what was on but the like, script? Robert Downey Jr. back in the day. Like, if they could have just had someone for. You oh, just throw him in. You just hit play. And or hit record and let him go. You let him go. Not not in like ninety four to about two thousand one, maybe. Ali McBeal, uh, <laughs> Chaplin. Didn't he have issues? U.S. Like, Marshals. Didn't he get his issues again? And during Ali, he got McBeal? fired from Ali McBeal. Yeah, for that. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he like relapsed or something. That's what I got, thought. Because yeah. he was like uninsurable, and they were like, "We're we're gonna give you a chance." Yeah. And he like and then, Emmy nominated, super acclaimed, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, later." Then we Disney told you. Came along and was like, "Hey, buddy." He was like, "What? That fifty-five million dollar check? <laughs> what? I'm the richest yeah. person in the world now." As long as you let me make Doolittle. I need Doolittle and a Sherlock Holmes franchise. Doolittle's so bad. All right. So any parting thoughts on Scarface? Um, Do drugs. Sell drugs. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, This has been MG or Q. You can follow Uh, us on Twitter and Instagram at (laughs) Heifer No, no. Don't do drugs. Don't sell drugs. Um, I'm just kidding about that. That's a joke. We don't have a legal department. So. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it, the legal department's just me. Um, 
But no, I'm not condoning selling or doing drugs. Uh, but this movie really, really condones doing and selling drugs. It doesn't, though, because the last 20 minutes really... Yeah, but you really, like... Per se, you fall asleep, and you just kind of wake up during the credits. Like, you fall asleep at the tub scene, and then just wake up during the credits. You just never put disc two in. You're uh, you're going to think some pretty positive stuff about the drug trade. Until you watch the rest of the movie. Until you watch the rest of the movie, yeah, where he gets, you know, ultimately... Blown away by half the Miami DEA. No, no, <laughs> like, by a rival, by the rival drug. Oh yeah, it's like a militia. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, it's like a drug militia that comes because he ultimately <laughs> again screws over. Like he totally could have saved his ass just by doing one simple thing, but he has this one rule: no women, no children, mm-hmm. and of course that's what screws him up. But you know what? That's the big lesson of the movie: is don't get high off your own supply. It is. He gets all high, he gets all paranoid, and everything comes crumbling down. Well, yeah, he is doing his own supply then, and never underestimate the greed of the other guy. That's another tenet of this movie. Um, But one thing, and he lives, you know? He just lets that dude blow up the kids and the family. It's moral code. That's why he's such a relatable, tragic figure. Exactly. And it's... But at that same notion, no, because it's like I to protect my empire. If it meant I just kind of had to watch this horrible thing happen, but I still get to live and like. But I get to keep my empire. Yeah, I think I let it happen. I don't really want to like go deep into this because this could get weird. This this is already a little I don't know it's a little questionable. Well, here. you know, it's just what do you get from Scarface? Scarface is a movie about achieving the American dream through brutal violence and drug trafficking. But like you draw the line at like women and children getting slaughtered. No, you gotta no. Uh, you I, kill it doesn't killing taking a human life is taking a human life, gender age. It's all terrible. Well, considering you're you've letting cross the line, you're once letting you've me killed get someone. chainsawed to death in a bathtub right exactly. next to you. Exactly. I guess I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that you can't draw these lines in the sand. Once you've taken a life, life doesn't matter. I think that's the perfect note to end on. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. You can check out Scarface on you said Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It used to be on Netflix. They took it off. Oh, I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Amazon Prime, Scarface. It might still be on Netflix. I um, forget off the top of my head. You can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Heifabrew is the username for both. Or send us an email. Uh, let us know what we're doing, how we're doing. Let us know what you're watching. Give us all your Scarface thoughts. Is it the perfect drug drug dealing it's blueprint? or one of the most perfect movies. Is it the most perfect movie? Let us know. Uh, the email address is themoviemailbag at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. Anything else? Uh, no. No, I think that's it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back. Where'd you get a scar like that? Eating pineapple? How are you going to get a scar like this eating pineapple? <laughs>